0: Listen to the word of the Lord from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you've been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults. Because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Binding yourselves together with peace. For there's one body and one spirit. Just as you've been called. To one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord. One faith. One baptism. And one God and Father who's over all and in all, and he's living through all. However, he's given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ, and that's why the scriptures say when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice it says... He ascended, which clearly means Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts that Christ gave the church, the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, Then, we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we'll speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. This is the word of the Lord. Something about the series on healing kind of triggered my priesthood of all believers. Do you even know what that doctrine is, the priesthood of all believers? Back in the day, in the Old Testament, only a few were priests. Only a few were welcomed to the holy place. Only a few were allowed to offer sacrifices in the temple on behalf of the others. Only a few And then in the New Testament, our great high priest offered himself once for all the true and better sacrifice that all the Old Testament sacrifices were only shadows of. He's the reality. And when he did that, he poured out his spirit on all of us, and now every one of us is a priest. Every one of us is a minister. Every one of us is a missionary. Every one of us goes into the holy place. Every one of us has access to the presence of his Father. It changes everything. The doctrine of the priesthood of all believers says, I don't need to go to you so you can go to God for me. I can go to God. Now, I can go to you to pray for me. And I can pray for you. So we can be priests for each other in that sense. But we have Jesus, so we have direct access. And one of the implications of that wonderful gospel reality that Paul's unpacking here is there's something the body of Jesus is growing into. Sometimes we look at history and we just think it's going nowhere. Sometimes we look at the church of Jesus and we go, you know, she ain't looking great. One day I'm sitting on the couch, and the Lord and I start having a a conversation about his church. Not this church, the whole church. But this one was included, because we're one of the churches. And just a side note, denominations, they don't matter. We're all one. Catholic? Yeah, you're Christians too, whether you like it. You know, even some Mormons whose doctrines wrong accidentally get Jesus right. Oops, because Jesus, not doctrine, saves. You can actually get into heaven and believe heresy if your heart's right with the person. And you can go to hell and believe the right things if your heart's wrong with the person. Having said that, I really want you to have right doctrine (laughs) because it helps you live and pray and love better. Or it should. So that's a side point. But, okay, so on this topic of healing, I'm thinking all about Jesus commissioned the 12 to go do exactly what he did. And then he commissioned the 72 to go do exactly what he did. And it started me thinking, you know, this Jesus life is for every believer. It's not just for super saints. We're all saints. And we're all called to follow Jesus, every one of us. In this passage, Paul says the church is growing into something. And it's really easy. I'm getting back to my sitting on the couch. It's really easy to get cynical when you look and you, you, you see what, how we seem to be making the same mistakes now that we made a thousand years ago. Have, I remember my, we were going through some big church split in Indiana. My Uncle Will says, Ah. Jesus said, Love one another, and by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And it's 2,000 years later, and look at us. You know, and he felt that. He felt that. So I'm sitting on the red couch. We got rid of that couch, by the way. It doesn't exist anymore, it's in a landfill. Hey, it got stinky. You eat a bunch of cereal on there and put a bunch of... You know what I'm talking about? But it was nice when this happened. I'm sitting there and Jesus and I are having a conversation, and and He asks me if I believe Ephesians four thirteen. Well, that seems like a trick question. When the Lord asks you if you believe His Bible, I mean, what's the correct answer? Yes, sir, of course. Yes, Lord, amen, hallelujah. But what's the honest answer? Heck no. Theoretically, I agree that it is true. Do I believe it? That is a different thing. My doctrine is it's true. My heart says, man, it just seems way too good to be true. Some of you are already looking at it. Good. Ephesians 4.13 this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we'll be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete stature of Christ, standard stature of Christ. We're the, we're the. Listen, Tim, do you believe the whole church, the whole church is going to grow all the way up to where you look, act, and love like Jesus? And I said, how? How's that, how would that ever happen? How? Lord, I, it just seems. And he says, I believe this. Not only I believe, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And guys, look at the process of how he says we're going to get there. We won't get there until y'all are doing what only you can do. We don't. It's when each part does its work. It's the ending of the chunk I just read. As each part does its special work, it helps the other parts grow. And us leaders, our, our main job isn't to do ministry. It's to help you do it. Right? I remember in Kentucky, we didn't have a pastor because Pastor Wayne answered the call to go to Texas. And we didn't have a pastor at our little church, which I thought was awesome. Awesome. And then the other people were like, I need a pastor. And I never understood that. And I sort of kind of get it now, but still don't like it. He's naughty. Because once there was no pastor, we could get doing stuff. We got to, we like three or four of us got to do the preaching. Mm. They just let me lead music Before. When Wayne was there, all they let me do is lead music. But when Wayne left, they let me preach, which is what I really love to do. And, and if someone needed a visit, people would have to visit each other. If someone needed counseling, they would have to counsel each other. If we were going to do the outreach ministry, it was going to be us. It, we, we had to act as if the work of the church depended on us. And we had to make decisions instead of be told what to do. And we had to go to our Bibles and figure, I'm not saying pastors are bad. You, please hear me. There was something healthy about us not getting to farm that off to some dude that he, it's his decision. Whatever he says. And actually, whatever he says is bad leadership. Do you know what I mean? Bad leaders manipulate and control people. Good leaders serve others. But you know what happens with great leaders, according to the Chinese uh, philosopher Lao Tzu? Anybody in here Chinese? I don't think so. You know what Lao Tzu said? Bad leadership, do what I say. Good leadership, serve you in love. Great leadership, you don't even notice the leader. With great leadership, the people say... We did it ourselves. Think about that. Jesus didn't say, come, I'm doing a healing service. He said, heal the sick. He didn't say, come, I'll cast out the demons. He says, cast out the demons. And he doesn't say, come, watch me do ministry. He says, Come do ministry. Follow me. He multiplies himself. He reproduces his lifestyle in you, in me. He says, You, me, let's go. And the crazy part is they do. It's it's not theory, it's not theology, it's not a, a school, it's not a classroom. It's a laboratory. And things sometimes blow up because we're actually trying stuff. Things fail because we're testing stuff. We learn best by doing. We learn fastest by doing. I know. Imagine if I just gave you a book about guitar, and I never gave you a guitar. How long do you think it would take you to learn? couple days. Do you read the manuals when you get stuff? Who who here reads the instructions when you're assembling a product you purchase? So on Christmas somebody buys the kids something and it doesn't come fully assembled. It's usually dad's problem. You just look at the picture on the front and say, I need to make these pieces look like this photograph. That's right. So who doesn't read the instructions? You just jump in, and then later you read the instructions because you did it wrong. <laughs> so probably the best way is a combination of both. Are we agreed? Yeah. A combination of trying things and checking the instructions. <laughs> when you end up with a whole bunch of pieces on the ground when you're done and you're like these should go somewhere but they're going in the trash (laughs) (laughs) actually that's not a bad metaphor for how we as the body of Christ have behaved we put it together the way we thought it was right now we have all these extra pieces that don't do nothing (laughs) and then we're shocked that it don't do what it's supposed to So if you think there's a person who's worthless and useless and not of any value, you're wrong. Because everybody's necessary. Why are you pointing at people, Pete? Thanks, <laughs> oh, this is the way. No, you should say, "I have spoken." <laughs> who's that little short guy who builds? We're talking about Star Star Wars now. Oh, my goodness. That's what's on my heart. Jesus believes we're going to get to this place where the church of Jesus is no longer tossed to and fro. We're no longer tricked by new teachings. By the way, new usually means bad. I know, we'd like to hear something new. I'm tired of the old. Now, it's possible to take a fresh, you know, This old Bible sure does feel brand new when you have new eyes. (laughs) But you're not going to improve on it. I know people. I have friends. One buddy buddy tells me, well, during Paul's day, everybody was just screwing everybody. So of course he's going to tell you you can only have sex with your wife. But now, as long as we're wise and selective, I think that biblical sexual ethic is kind of outdated. Brother, your efforts to improve upon the Bible will hurt you and others. And that's just one small example. And, and you know, the best way you can improve things, if you've, if you've taken a wrong turn, the way to get forward on your journey is to go back to where you last missed the road. But Paul says, when... when he, I just... Jesus says, Do you believe this, Tim? Do you believe Ephesians 4 13? And I look at it and I go, Ay, ay, ay. Because if you really believe we're going to get there, that means your work, all of y'all's work, is not in vain. If we're actually going to get there, and He says we are, how long will it take? I don't know. I don't know. How will we know we've arrived? I don't know that either. But I know where we're growing into. I know the image we're growing into. We're going to look more like Jesus. You're going to look more like Jesus. You're going to react more like Jesus. You're going to love more like Jesus. You're going to think. You're going to depend on the Father. You're going to sleep with peace in the middle of a storm. More like Jesus. This is not a robotic copying of Jesus as though he's a a rule. How would Jesus do it? Oh, I better force myself to be. No, it's by knowing him, his way of being rubs off on you. You, We do this. You see couples, you're married long enough, they even have each other's little affect, sense of humor changes. Their dog even looks like it's related to them after a while. (laughs) Am I right? There's, it's we become like the people we relate to the most. Whenever you start talking in the middle of my messages, there's a little part of me that, that holds its breath and hopes for the best. Just, ho- <laughs> Just hopes for the best. Little miniature roller coaster bump. Oh, dear. We, we probably won't fall out. It's probably fine. First time I preached here, I, I, I brought peanut M&M's. Big bag of peanut M&M's. I apologize that I don't have them with me right now. Not you. A simple peanut. Oh my goodness, put that on her tombstone. Here lies Mary. A killed by a peanut. It's terrible. <laughs> Stan thought he was allergic to peanuts. I, I gave him grief over it because he's a, he's a big, strong man. And I said, are you serious right now? Big, strong boy like you. And your kryptonite is I could just kill, take you out with a peanut. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Let me try to shut it down. Let me try to shut it down. I, it, it makes me so happy to see regular y'all doing what you do. It makes me so happy to see you do what you do. I, I really don't like hogging the ball. Maybe you know that about me. I, I... When I see you rise up and do your thing, it gets me really excited. I'd rather see y'all clustered up in circles praying for each other than than trying to get over to the front to get some special man of God to pray for you. When I was in the youth group growing up, again, I didn't need the preacher. I didn't didn't understand that. One time the pastor said, hey, I want to meet with you in my office on a Tuesday or whatever. And I thought, why? Am I in trouble? So I drove to Goshen, went up to his office. It was very weird. Why am I here? Sit there and he talked about Elijah seeing the cloud and being in the birthing position in prayer. Trust me, it's in the book, I guess. He <laughs> talks about Elijah being in the birthing position in prayer. What's it like now? And then the servant says, It's the size of a man's hand. And he's birthing even more. And then it's the size, and it gets. And I'm like, Why am I sitting in here on a Tuesday listening to you tell me about Elijah birthing things? This is weird. And we had a chat, and. Uh, I said, why am I here? And he's like, well, you know, you met Jesus. And I just thought I'd check in and say hi. And I thought, why? I have people I'm already discipling with. I have friends I'm running with. I have, I'm going after Jesus. I don't need to know you all. I need one thing from you. Preach good, period. You don't need to know me, call me. I'm not offended if you don't. I don't need you. I've already got what I need and I'm going. Here's what I need for you. Get out of the way. On Sunday, once you're done preaching, sit down. So we can respond to what the Spirit was doing and minister to each other. The whole youth would. I'm 19 years old, and I'm like, that's a good word. I can, see, I can feel that's a good word. And then the preacher felt obligated to put his hand on people. You know what I'm talking about? Because we had to wear suits back then. This is the preacher's... As a man of God, and then you get all sweating and shouting. It turns out that shouting has almost no effect on the anointing. It <laughs> you know? doesn't mean it's more or less. It's just you decided you needed to expend more energy. But they did a lot of shouting. I used to cover my ears, too, because the shouting was too loud. You know? And I didn't hide it either. It was like, that's too loud. Quiet down. When's it my turn? That's what I was thinking. Can can the sermon be over so that it's my turn now? Oh, finally, he's done. No, I don't need you to come over near our section. No, I don't need you to lay hands on me. We got this preacher. Just back off. No, I don't need a prayer team. No, I don't need special music to play. All I need is for you to get out of the way and let the body minister. It's our turn. And then I show up. In Kentucky, at the church, and we don't have a pastor, and everyone's, oh, I don't have a pastor. I hold my hand and kiss my boo-boo and tell me it's okay and give me advice and preach the sermons and officiate the communions and give the premarital counseling and do the funerals. And I'm like, well, I think it's so much fun to do all that stuff, but I can't understand how everyone doesn't want to do all that stuff, <laughs> right? How's come? Sorry, John. That's I'm going to keep using phrases like "how's come." How come not everybody wants to do this stuff? Isn't it fun to do this stuff? There's this couple, and they went to a service where this guy prayed for the sick. They didn't know you could pray for the sick. They saw it in the book, but they never saw it in the church. Then they went to a church service, and this guy prayed for the sick. They saw it one time. They looked at each other and said, we ought to do that. Then they did the end Yeah, but they didn't go through the right training. <laughs> yeah, but they haven't been to our schools, what? But they don't have their master of divinity, so? But they didn't read enough books about healing before they started. They don't They saw him do it, and they said, "I can do that." If he can do it, I can do it, he ain't special. I mean, he is, but we all are. He he is. Yeah. He ain't more special than me. Doesn't, don't, doesn't that sound right to you? Doesn't that sound like truth? If, that if I can, so can you? Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't have leaders. But leaders are not called to something different than non-leaders. We're all called to the same thing. Leaders are just people who we've identified as being more mature in the thing we're all called to. Right? Right? I'll stop talking now. All right, prayer team can come on up. Although I'm not sure why, after everything I just said. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys do words of knowledge, but then I do want them to get in clustered in little groups. What do you got? I got nothing. Stan says he's got nothing. Danielle says, "Encouragement." I'll hand this to you. Okay,
1: thanks. So it's really interesting that you're preaching on this this morning because early this morning when I got up, this is what I heard: if they don't know my truth, if they don't know my word, if they don't know my truth, they will be easily deceived. Correct. And I was reading in yeah. Ephesians yeah. four. Yeah. So I was like, "This is really cool." And then yeah. I listened to a message. I was sharing it with Cody, and it was in. Ephesians four yeah, starting at seventeen though interesting. yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so I just want to encourage you that if you if you aren't in a place where you know the Word of God, this is the time to really be getting to know His word, because the thing about deception is we don't always know we're being deceived unless you have a really good relationship with Jesus. You know his word, and you know his voice. And so if you're struggling in that area today, I would love to be able to pray for you because um, prayer is so incredibly powerful. Right, Yeah. Yeah. good? Yeah. Oh, that
0: was a no. I don't have anything. We're good. Why don't you guys, English. Stan changes mind. Um, so if anybody um, needs a spirit of joy... And peace. I want to pray for that. Cool. All right, you hear what I'm saying, y'all? That bless you. I've been sneezing like crazy. Anybody else sneezing like crazy lately? Holy smokes! All right, let's stand and pray. You hear my heart, right? That y'all got this. This is y'all. You have the spirit. God, I thank you that we all have your spirit. Thank you for the priesthood of all believers. Thank you that we all seek your face, that we all know your voice, that we all walk with you, that we all have access to you, that we all carry you. Yeah. Yeah. So I invite you guys to do whatever it is that's in your heart to do. If it's come up here and get prayer, great. But if it's pray for each other, pray for each other. Bless you guys.